Hello, Cryptonauts. Today is October 6, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. Alright, Cryptonauts, first reminder, we do have a Discord channel available for Cryptocurrency Chat, in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you want to collaborate on my podcast, you can reach out to me through that Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's get started with your top 10 daily stats. Today, we're going to do the stablecoins by market capitalization. Starting off with USDT Tether with... $15.7 billion, second place USD coin with $2.8 billion, third place DAI with $898.3 million, fourth place Binance USD with $666.8 million, fifth place True USD with $371.3 million, sixth place Paxos Standard with $310.4 million. 7th place, HUSD with $138 million. 8th place, SUSD with $66.9 million. Ninth place, Stasis Euro with $37.9 million. 10th place, M-Stable USD with $36.3 million. Alright, Cryptonauts, that is your top 10 daily stats, stable coins by market capitalization. Your overall total market cap is $365.5 billion, up by 5.1%. Alright, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. Alright, Cryptonauts, next reminder. We are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Make sure you collect your daily candies. With that said, first news coming in from Matt QC. Global markets turn bullish over US elections while crypto traders pump the brakes. What a difference a day makes. After the gloom outlook on Monday, traders rebound across the world to send markets back into the green. Asia equities lead the charge early on Tuesday as they continued rallies uh, as as continued the rally started by the US counterparts the Nasdaq ticked up by 2% higher the Dow just shy of that and the Nikkei and Hang Seng are both up by 0.5%. What got traders in such a bullish mood? Trump's return from the hospital allayed fears that the presidential election would be delayed, but more importantly, it's brought the stimulus talks between Republicans and Democrats back into focus as politicians wake up to the threat of COVID-19. Alright, next news. Written by Sharyuwa Mawa. A Monero malware has been upgraded and can now steal passwords. Hackers... Hackers have updated Black Tea, a long-running Monero malware, to steal users' credentials and take over any other illicit miners on a victim's computer, according to a report by cybersecurity firm Unit 42. Such malware behaviors was previously unseen. 
crypto malware typically infects computers and used illicitly gained co computing power to mine proof of work cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin, but typically Monero. On behalf of the hackers, such attacks known as cryptojacking are fairly, fairly common and are deployed across individual computer networks and whole enterprises. But unlike everything in the com computing world, there's an update. Black T can now find sensitive user information hosted on a victim's computer and send it over the hacker hackers who may then use the illicitly gained information for further attacks. These include, but are not limited to, passwords, online credentials, and bank account details. Wow. Does it get any worse? Alright, next news written by Sharyuwa Malwa. DeFi pushes MetaMask to break 1 million monthly users. Crypto wallet MetaMask hits the 1 million monthly active users last month on the rise of decentralized finance apps, DAOs, and blockchain games, the firm said in a release today. MetaMask is an extension for accessing Ethereum-enabled distributed applications or dApps using popular browser like Google Chrome. The extension can read Ethereum code on any website, providing users with a seamless and accessible took an accessible took to interact with various dApps and blockchain products. The firm said that significant growth in the adoption of DAOs, Web3 games, and the rapid consumer uptake of DeFi products caused an uptick in user growth and adoption, especially as users found they could use one DAP to access hundreds of others. Indeed. Indeed. Next, next news. Blah, blah, blah. Next news written by Liam Frost. Bitpanda releases crypto index to invest in top 25 coins. Vienna-based cryptocurrency retail broker Bitpanda has announced the launch of the world's first real crypto index that aims to make it as easy as possible for customers to invest in various baskets of digital assets. Just like traditional finance, Bitpanda's crypto index is a relatively abstract portfolio of investment holdings that represents a certain segment in, of the market. Its underlying assets are various leading cryptocurrencies sorted by their market capitalizations and liquidity. Investing in cryptocurrencies doesn't get any easier with the Bitpanda Crypto Index. Instead of getting lost in the jungle of different assets, users can invest in the top 5, top 10, or top 25 cryptocurrencies and have the peace of mind of not missing out on anything, said the company. Alright, next news. Written by Scott Cipollina. FCA bans cryptocurrency derivatives in UK after BitMEX charges. The FCA has banned the sale of cryptocurrency derivatives to retail customers from any firm acting in or from the UK. The ban itself will come into force on January 6, 2021. The FCA considered these products ill-suited to retail customers for multiple reasons. These include the absence of reliable valuations, the prevalence, the prevalence of financial crime amidst these products, extreme price volatility, as well as the lack of understanding of crypto assets on the part of retail customers and their absence of legitimate reasons for retail customers to invest in these assets. First of all, let them invest. If they want to invest, let them invest. It's their money. If they want to lose it, let them lose it. If they want to gamble it, let them gamble it. 
If they have a strategic plan on how to earn compounded interest or how to multiply it, let them try to figure that out. I despise when governments try to jump into it. But you know what? You should not get into this. We're going to make a law to prevent you because we don't want you to lose your money. Well, I don't want to lose. I'm not losing my money. I'm investing my money for my future because you government are not helping me at all. Well, we're going to help you right here. We're going to stop you from investing because you're going to lose it. Uh, You know what? Here, take this. Anyways. Next news, written by Scott Chaplina. Reveal hackers place $1 million of Bitcoin on public forum. The Reveal hacker group, otherwise known as... What is that? Sodin Sodino Kibi deposited $1 million worth of Bitcoin on a Russian hacker forum on September 28, 2020. The move was done as part of the public recruitment effort. Ransomware attacks involve software that frees computers and demand a fee to be paid to allow the device to function as normal once again. The 2017 WannaCry attack made ransomware attacks requesting Bitcoin payments infamous, but now Reveal are recruiting new expert hackers to carry out more attacks to show off Reveal's capabilities. The group deposited 99 Bitcoins worth about $1 million to entice new hackers. For your for your peace of mind and confidence, we have made a deposit of $1 million US dollars, the hacker reportedly said online. That deposit was seemingly designed to, pr- to promote confidence and reveal. Timid, alongside a, recruit- a recruitment posted, uh, posting target- targeting hackers that are skilled in penetrating testing. In the post itself, reveal also detailed the software experience they were searching for. Teams that already have experience and skills in penetration te- testing, working with MSF slash CS slash Kodik, NAS, and Tape Hyper-V, and analogs of the list of software and devices. The recruitment driver isn't open to everyone, however. All this is aimed at one thing, to increase the quality and quantity of waste material, which entails an increase in profits. But this does not mean that everyone will be accepted. The group continued on their online post. Alright, next news, written by Alexander Behrens. Aragon integrates Snapshot to increase DeFi voting off-chain. Sure, plenty of cryptocurrency traders are interested in speculating on the price of DeFi governance token, but for the most part, they are not interested in actually using those tokens to govern. A new integration could provide a model for changing that. Aragon, a decentralized, a, not autonomous organization, management platform today announced integration with Snapshot, a service for organizing and coordinating decentralized governance votes for DeFi platforms. Together, the two will allow people to make off-chain votes that have on-chain consequences. By itself, Snapshot offers DeFi protocol governance token holders a way to coordinate off-chain voting, but it relies on trusted third-party admins to execute the decision on-chain. That doesn't suit decentralized advocates because there's no way to hold these admins accountable. Aragon's agreements requires ex- ex- executors to lock up or stake valuable collateral like crypto tokens that are forfeited if they don't follow the will of decentralized governance votes. 
by integrating with Aragon agreements, Snapshot aims to bridge the gap between off-chain votes and on-chain execution by giving vote, vote executors something to lose if they misbehave. But why not just let people vote on the blockchain? After all, distributed governance is about letting protocol users make decisions about the development and policies of blockchain applications. Holding governance tokens entitles users of voting power proportional to the shares of the total supply. Moreover, DeFi products which use smart contracts to provide financial services like loans, origination, and interest on crypto deposits without the use of third-party facilitators like banks have emerged as proving grounds for decentralized governance because they are some of the first fully functional use cases for blockchain technologies, typically on Ethereum. Um, I'm not going to read the rest of this. It got boring real quick. Next news. Written by Liam Frost. Let's see. China's central bank transacts $160 million in digital yuan. Let's see here. The People's Bank of China has processed over 3 million transactions worth 1.1 billion yuan as part of its trial of the DCEP, Digital Currency Electronic Payment. It's pilot for the Central Bank Digital Currency, CBDC. Speaking at a virtual conference, CBOS 2020 on Monday, the PBOC's Deputy Governor, Governor Fan Yi Fei noted that an aggregate of 113,300 personal digital wallets and 8,859 corporate digital wallets have been opened up until late August. DCEP red envelopes for key workers. According to Fintech Futures report, the Deputy Governor confirmed that the internal closed pilots have been launched in Shenzhen, Shuzhou, and Shangyang. The PBOC also plans to test its digital yuan during the upcoming Winter Olympics in Beijing. The bank has reportedly researched over 6,700 use cases for ACBDC, including areas such as bill payments, catering services, transportation, shopping, and government services. Uh, additionally, around 5,000 medical workers in Shenzhen, Lu, uh, Luhu District have received red envelopes containing digital yuans for their contributions to fighting the coronavirus pandemic. These funds can be spent as specific merchants in the district. That's cool. That's real cool. Next news, written by Scott Chaplina. Ethereum has... Uh, Ethereum hash rate breaks new all-time high. Oh yeah. The Ethereum hash rate has set a new record for 250 terahashes per second according to data from Glassnode. The rate has also jumped by 80% since the beginning of the year. The hash rate measures the processing power of the blockchain. The Ethereum hash rate measures the sum of the total miners currently active on the network. And as its decentralized finance continues to grow, the Ethereum network hash rate is breaking record highs. Oh yeah. Ethereum miners have pushed the hash rate to new record in high in the wake of the DeFi hype in surging fees, Glassnode tweeted. According to the data, the Ethereum hash rate previous high was approximately 246 terahashes per second, hitting this figure on August 9, 2018. But now the hash rate has broken around, uh, broken the 250 mark. It has been a good year for the Ethereum hash rate, starting the year 
at about 144 terahashes per second, the 200 terahashes per second mark was broken in August of this year before steadily rising to the unprecedented heights. Wow, that's crazy. Next news, written by Daniel Phillips. What can you buy with Bitcoin 2020 update? Among retail investors, Bitcoin is often regarded as a speculative instrument that may be poised for growth in the future. But Bitcoin was originally designed as a peer-to-peer electronic cash system, in other words, a decentralized payment method enabling holders to manage their own finances and make purchases without relying on government-issued fiat currencies. Although Bitcoin doesn't have the same level of penetration as fiat currencies when it comes to the everyday spending, there are already a surprisingly number of new places where you can pay for your purchases with Bitcoin. So with that in mind, here are some of the best ways you can use your Bitcoin the way Satoshi Nakamoto intended, by spending it. Luxury cars and private jets. When Limbo, when Lambo, sorry, when Lambo is a semi-ironic refrain of of the dedicated Bitcoin holder with hopeful wonders wondering when their cryptocurrency stash will be enough to bag them a Lamborghini supercar. If you have the funds, you can buy a Lambo with Bitcoin right now. Bitcoin-friendly car dealerships like BitCars and AutoCoin Cars stock practically every luxury brand including Lamborghini, Porsche, McLaren, Bugatti, um, I don't know what that is, Coreg's Egg? Eggs? You want a corn eggs car <laughs> and take payments in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Uh, what is that? Corn and eggs. <laughs> a corn and eggs car. Oh, man. Okay, what's next? A VPN. Given that you're all about protecting your online identity, it's not surprising that virtual private networks were one of the first services to start taking payments in Bitcoin. NordVPN, Surfshark, ExpressVPN, CyberGhost, and ProtonVPN are among the reputable VPN providers that accept Bitcoin payments. It's worth noting, of course, that buyers uh, that buying your VPN with Bitcoin won't be completely anonymous. True. Your next vacation. Though the coronavirus pandemic has been uh, has put a dampen on most people's vacation plans, holiday, holiday destinations around the world are now beginning to cautiously open up. That means it's now the perfect time to book your next vacation when flights, tickets, and hotel rooms are still selling for cheap. Travala is the platform for making that possible to do just that. Though Travala, through Travala, you can book your hotels with over 2 million destinations worldwide and flights across 600 different airlines using Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Alright, that's cool. Now what else? Uh, the world's first Bitcoin watch. If you're tired of your old Casio and you've got some Bitcoin laying around, then you'll be pleased to hear that it's now possible to purchase a new timepiece using BTC. Among developable options, what is that? Frank Miller Steampunk Limited Edition Encrypto Watch stands out as one of the most exorbitant. For a cool $17,380, you can get your hands on one of the limited runs of 250 timepieces featuring a steel case and rose gold dial. Wow. And here is a picture of it. That's awesome. Gold. Bitcoins, sometimes called digital gold, but you can buy the real stuff with it. Bitgild 
and the European Mint will both happily let you spend your Bitcoin on physical gold in the form of bars or coins. Cool. The European Mint accepts payments through BitPay with a 1% handling fee. With BitGuild, lets you pay from your Bitcoin wallet or directly from an exchange. Video games back in 2017, Steam, the largest digital game marketplace, dropped uh, dropped support for BTC. But that doesn't mean it's no longer possible to buy video games with Bitcoin. Through Green Man Gaming, you can buy Steam keys with Bitcoin and can purchase digital versions of practically any game, including those for Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo consoles using cryptocurrencies that are often cheaper than retail prices too. Okay, that's awesome. I'm going to say this, this again. Green Man Gaming. I'm actually going to click on that. And cool. Awesome. I'm actually going to bookmark that because I like... Actually, it's already bookmarked. <laughs> I guess I haven't bookmarked. I just haven't checked it out. Anyways, uh, shoot. Where are we at? Uh-oh. There we are. Okay. What else? Artwork. One option is Singulart, an online art store that offers free worldwide shipping and returns on all orders and accepts payments in Bitcoin. Cool. What else? Domain names. You can go to Namecheap. What is that? Mono VM and domains for Bitcoins. Cool. All right. Uh, if traditional domains aren't bleeding edge enough for you, unstoppable domains sell a very uh, sells a variety of blockchain domains like .crypto for a one-time fee. Okay, practically anything else. One of the most common gripes among cryptocurrency holders is that you can't sh you can't shop with their favorite brands or retailers using digital assets. Okay, blah blah blah. Okay, next news. Next news. I've been on that way too long. Next news written by Jeff Benson. MetaMask debuts token swap vows best prices across DeFi. Uh, MetaMask is getting into the token swap game, and it's promising that users will always get the best prices across DeFi. Today, the Ethereum wallet and browser extension is launching MetaMask Swaps, a new feature for Firefox users that allow them to trade the digital assets they're holding for just about any token on the decentralized exchange, all while staying within MetaMask Wallet. Cool. Next news. Uh, written by Scott Tipolina. Europol says cybercrime involves crypto still widespread. A Euro Europol report on internet organi organized crime published yesterday claims that cryptocurrencies are playing an important role in cybercrime. The use of cryptocurrencies in facilitating crimes has been long established. As early as 2011, the infamous Silk Road Darknet web laid bare how criminals were using crypto to deal in illegal drugs with other darknet markets specializing in weapons identity theft and child exploitation 11 years on from the birth of the crypto industry europol's report suggests less have still been lessons suggest lessons have still to be learned reliability irreversibility and trans irreversibilities of transactions and a perceived degree of anonymity have been have made cryptocurrencies the default payment methods for victims to criminal payments in ransomwares and other extortion crimes, as well as criminal to criminal payments on the dark web, the report said. All right, next news. Written by Liam Frost. HSBC backed trade finance platforms. Contour goes live. Contour, a trade finance platform that lets you uh, platform that users that uses blockchain technology to significantly speed up various traditional 
uh, traditionally slow and bureaucratic processes has finished its beta testing period and went live. Global Trade Review reported today. First conceived as Voltron back in 2017 and built on R3's Quarta platform, Contour is owned by eight shareholder banks, uh, Bangkok banks, BNP, Paribas, CTBC, HSBC, ING, Standard, Chartered, SEB, and City. The platform allows institutions and companies to securely transact and view information via a global blockchain-based network. However, the platform is a private blockchain akin to a database shared among several members, so it isn't decentralized like Bitcoin. Okay, and that's why I believe in the near future it's going to get hacked. Anyways, it is what it is. Uh, next news written by Robert Stevens. Hedgeye Risk Management CEO sells all his Bitcoin. What? Keith McCollin, CEO of Hedgeye Risk Management, has cashed out of Bitcoin. McCollin, an outspoken commentator on Bitcoin since 2017, announced the news today to his 189,000 Twitter followers. McCollin did not provide a reason for selling all of his Bitcoin, but retweeted a comment from Luca Balstrieri, who said that McCollin uh, understands correlations and he is not a permable. Hmm. All right, next news. Written by Robert Stevens. U.S. in dire need of clear rules on crypto, says top banking regulators. Brian Brooks, head of the U.S. regulatory agency that supervises the nation's banks, spends his days trying to claim the cryptocurrency industry's Regencies. If there's bad activity in crypto, we need to get rid of it," said the head of the office of the comptroller of the crypto of the currency OCC in an interview at the LA Blockchain Summit today. But if we're going to get the benefit of these radical new technologies, the way uh, that will make credit more accessible, that will help those people who have not been included in the old system. We gotta figure it out. Brooks, formerly the top lawyer for leading U.S.-based cryptocurrency exchange Coinbase, has advocated for clarity about cryptocurrency since becoming the acting comptroller of the currency, a role he assumed in April of this year. In July, the OCC clarifies that regular banks could custody cryptocurrencies, and last month, it clarified that banks could hold the reserves of companies that issue stablecoins. Alright, doing good things for the crypto market. Alright, next news. Alright, written by Robert Stevens. Inside the Marshall Island, new cryptocurrency, the SOV. If the Republic of the Marshall Islands state-sponsored cryptocurrency, the Sovereign L or SOV, takes off SFB technologies, the software company building the coin would become incredibly wealthy. The SOV is a fully-fledged cryptocurrency. The Pacific Island Nation, home to about 60,000, is considering issuing it to end its decades-long reliance on the U.S. dollar. SFB technologies would receive 7.5% of the coin's supply, which it could use after five years of its launch, which could be at any point after 18 months long pre-sale, long pre-sale begins, if the government implements the idea. We are not in the business of pumping and dumping, Dr. Peter Dittis, the co-founder of 
SFB Technologies and a member of the advisory committee of, of the SOV Foundation, the nonprofit that governs the network told Decrypt. But we wouldn't keep on holding it because we don't have intrinsic interest in holding currencies of sovereign countries. Alright, so everybody's gonna gonna dump it. Next news, written by Jeff Benson. Stocks. Bitcoin price takes nosedive after Trump kills stimulus. Here we go again. President Trump today instructed... <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Whoa. <coughs> President Trump today um, instructed his administration and Republican leaders, including uh, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, via Twitter to cut off talks with Democrats over a coronavirus relief bill for Americans until after the November 3rd general election. Immediately following the announcement, stocks fell nearly 600 points from the daily high to end the day down 1.34%. The cryptocurrency market cap also dropped in nearly identical fashion, shedding almost $7 million in value within two hours. Bitcoin alone dropped $200. Trump's about to... Uh, Trump's about... About face comes just three days after he tweeted in support of a coronavirus stimulus bill from a Walter Reed Medical Center where he was receiving treatment for COVID-19 infection. Indeed, the stock market rose yesterday as a stimulus bill looked within reach, with the Dow gaining 466 points in Monday trading. trading. Those gains have now been raised. While neither the crypto market in general, nor Bitcoin in particular received a no- noticeable bump yesterday. This shared a sharp, if relatively small, drop today. Alright, next news. Uh, written by Andrew Hayward. SEC's Hester Pierce plots safe harbor 2.0 proposal for crypto startups. United States Security and Exchange Commission's Commissioner Hester Pierce is so well known for her pro-cryptocurrency views that she affectionately refers to as crypto mom she has also publicly disagreed with her colleagues on such matters as the sec's legal action against telegram's uh, abandoned crypto project however pierce admits that she's still trying to win over those colleagues in some matter uh, particularly when it comes to her safe harbor proposal for crypto startups unveiled earlier this year the proposal would provide a three-year grace period before developers are subject to Existing security laws allowing time for a project to fully form and evolve. I like that idea. Uh, next news written by Andrew Hayward. Regulated Bitcoin exchange good for DEA special agent. Oh jeez, it's already late. During today's first day of streaming panel at the LA Blockchain Summit, the United States Drug Enforcement Administration DEA Special Agent Patrick O'Kane, who helped establish the New York Cyber Unit, discussed how government agencies approach cybersecurity and indicated that regulated exchanges are good for law enforcement. The moderator kicked off the conversation about exchanges by noting the high-profile $281 million Qcoin hack and the United States Commodity Futures Trading Commission filing filing money laundering and civil charges against BitMEX along with criminal charges against its owners. 
if those allegations turn out to be true and they're found guilty, I think they're doing a big disservice to the crypto industry, said O'Kane about BitMEX, although he noted that his views are personal and not necessarily representative of the DEA or a wider U.S. Department of Justice. Okay, next news written by Alexander Behrens. DeFi hampered by complexity. But companies are curious. Okay. DeFi still has some work to do before large-scale enterprises or everyday users can bring on the next wave of investment, according to panelists on the first day of the 2020 LA Blockchain Summit. Regulations never designed to uh, accommodate the rapidly growing DeFi universe are partly to blame, said panelists, as they keep many potential users away based on concerns over staying compliant with existing existing laws and accurately reporting taxes. Moreover, DeFi is just plain complex. Blockchain and smart contracts audit firm QuantumStamp has worked with dozens of DeFi projects and large enterprises like IBM or Toyota to help flesh out their blockchain strategies. CEO Richard Ma noted that accounting for DeFi transactions, which for US-based users are each individually treated as taxable events, is one factor holding many corporations back from investing more in the growing industry. Alright, next news, written by Jeff Benson. Justin Sun lays out Tron's DeFi plan. Copy Ethereum. What? Justin Sun, the creator of Tron Blockchain, has consistently made the case that Ethereum users and developers should switch to Tron. Speaking at the LA Blockchain Summit today, Sun contended that Tron is also a better blockchain for DeFi, which predominantly lives on Ethereum. And the reason it's better, because it's totally the same. <laughs> we are creating the same kind of DeFi ecosystem as Ethereum, Sun said. All the Ethereum network products, you can see a same version of Tron's products. For example, the MakerDAO on Tron is called Just Stable, created, created by the Just team. And Uniswap is called Just Swap. The success of the project's Sun claims is Tron's superior scalability and low transaction cost, making the suit of decentralized finance tools, from collateralized loans to interest-bearing accounts, access oops, accessible not just to current DeFi devotees, but potential users from the developing world. The Tron white paper contend, contends that the blockchain network's delegated proof-of-stake systems can handle 2,000 transactions per second, dwarfing Ethereum's estimated 15. You know what's crazy is that I, 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 I never thought I never thought Tron would be a thing. I remember when Justin Sun was like, they were just developing it, developing their platform. Like, there was an ICO for them, and that was that. It was just an idea. Tron was just an idea, and everybody called it a scam. It's like, it's not going to work. It's a scam, and now it's trying to be a competitor with Ethereum. <laughs> it's built on Ethereum. I'm going to compete against the platform that I'm... Let's get out of here, man. You're going to get slapped. Uh, next news, written by Jeff Benson. Ripple executive threatens move out of U.S. over-regulations. Ripple, exec- exec- Ripple 
Executive Chairman Chris Larson today said that his company based in San Francisco could move abroad if the U.S. doesn't create a regulatory environment that allows cryptocurrency companies to compete globally, arguing that the U.S. isn't providing a welcome environment to cryptocurrencies. Larson said that said at an LA blockchain summit, to be honest with you, we're even looking at relocating our headquarters to a much more friendlier jurisdiction. He pointed to locals in Europe and Asia looking to become fintech centers of the world, naming London, Switzerland, Singapore, and Japan, and eager to create jobs and wealth. Awesome, I love that idea. Moreover, with those jurisdictions, he said you have the advantage of happening the capital market, the regulators, the innovators, and all this, all in the same city. That's not the case in the U.S., where New York investors, Washington lawmakers, and Silicon Valley tech entrepreneurs don't understand each other. Ripple Labs, which creates XRP, has been in, ongo- in an ongoing war with aggravated investors who allege that XRP skirted security laws. Ripple's experience defending itself in class action lawsuits no doubt colored Larson's remarks as there's no solid crypto regulatory framework for Ripples to rely on. Speaking to his thoughts on the US regulatory landscape towards cryptocurrency, Larson said the whole tender continues to be on one of frustration that we don't have more clarity and we don't have more of a pro-US approach. Ripple claims 500 employees across nine global offices, mainly in the US. And that is that is it. Cryptonauts, we are done with the news for today. With that said, hey, if you're interested in donating some crypto to me, you can do that by going to, uh, what is it? Go into, your, go into your wallet, go to your send, like you're going to send me some crypto, and just type in blockchainjohn.crypto. That is my address. You can send crypto to me directly, some Bitcoin, Ethereum, or some USDC. Or BAT. If you want to donate some BAT, I, I accept BAT as well. I like BAT. Um... And that's like, you get that stuff for free. So if you want to kick over a few, a few tokens, I don't mind. So that's, uh, once again, in your uh, address, blockchainjohn.crypto. With that said, Cryptonauts, I'll catch you all on the next one. Adios.